Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. The Spirit of the Lord is all over me today. It's been all over me this week. Every time I talked about it at home, I've talked to Pastor about this message. I believe God is ready to do a mighty work. I, be- I believe he's ready to shake the church. I believe we've been stifled by being masked. We've been stifled by a pandemic. But the church has never been stifled. Over 2,000 years, we've been moving. He's been setting free. Chains is being broken. And today's another day for you to receive a blessing from Jesus Christ. If you allow him. If you allow him in this morning. The blessing is yours. Thank you, Pastor. I give great honor to you and Sister Durantz. It's our lead pastor and first lady of True Vine Pentecostal Church. It's a great honor that I stand in front of this great congregation in person and online. And I'm going to go right into the word because I want to have enough time to preach what God has given me. Today, Ecclesiastes, if you have your Bibles, if you would turn, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 1. Dead flies calls the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. So doth a little folly that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. This is the only verse I'm going to read this morning. As you're standing, I'm going to read it one more time. Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. So doth a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. Why don't you pray that God would touch your heart, touch your mind as his word comes forth this morning, that you would draw closer to him. And that nothing, nothing will get in the way of his word from pricking your heart to draw closer to him today. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for the anointing, God, of your spirit. For the precious oils of heaven that fill this sanctuary this morning. And no doubt they're being filled in the living rooms of of homes that are live streaming today, God. We thank you for your word that's already anointed, God. I'd ask that you would anoint my lips, anoint my heart today that I would preach your precious word to this precious people in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. My title for today is It's Just a Fly. It's Just a Fly. The common fly, what's the big deal? It's just a fly. We deal with them while we're eating outside on our lanai's and while we're barbecuing. They're just something we deal with. They're just a nuisance while you're sitting on the back porch, Pastor, while you're trying to eat that burger or that steak that you've cooked up. It's, it's something we deal with, right? It's just, a, it's just a fly. Even though they're a nuisance, they're very dangerous. There are many health concerns associated with flies, especially because of the substances that they feed on. They can land on feces, and then they land on you and your food. 
Yes, ooh, ooh. These flies can carry more than 100 pathogens, which can cause diseases like cholera and tuberculosis. Not only can a fly spread diseases by landing on you, but they also spread dangerous pathogens through their bodily functions and hair. An infestation of flies can be extremely difficult to manage, especially because one female fly can lay hundreds of eggs at one time, and within 36 hours, they're just a fly. So just a fly, you say. Some of you are probably thinking a little different because you ate on your back porch yesterday and you've had hundreds of flies flying around your, your food. But the, the apothecary, the, the perfumers who, who made these sweet-smelling oils and perfumes, someone who prepared the holy anointing oils and incense, the perfumer would ex- extract the oils from the plants and flowers and boil them and steam them and continue this laborious process until they achieve the exact smell that they, they wanted. You're probably thinking this morning, I came to, I'm hearing a little bit of entomology. I'm hearing a little bit of horticulture here. What, I thought I came to church. We're going to get there. The more delicate the perfume, the more easily spoiled was the ointment. They have worked with the most precise of ingredients and process. This process wasn't a set it and forget it as you do your Instapots and your Crock-Pots at home. No, they were guarding their oils, reassuring that they have the correct temperature. And if it needs to be stirred, they're stirring. And if there needs to be ingredients added, they were adding. They couldn't afford to lose concentration while making these perfumes. They couldn't afford to be distracted in most in most, in most cases, it cost all they had to purchase the ingredients to make this batch of oil. It was a precious oil. They knew the value of their oils, and they weren't about to blow off a fly landing into their batch. Because one fly stinketh the ointment. They couldn't have another agenda or another plan that was more important than the oils at their particular time. And precious friends and precious saints of the Most High, if you have been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, and if you have been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost by speaking in other tongues as the Spirit has given the utterance, you have the greatest and most valuable gift and the most valuable of oils. I said you had the most valuable of oils this morning living inside of you. You should smell, the the sweet savor should smell every time you walk, every time you talk. There's nothing in this world more important to allow us to be distracted and allow one fly of life to land in our ointment. In the middle of this pandemic, It's easy to get distracted, but there's no time for distractions. The enemy has one agenda. He has one agenda, and that's to kill, steal, and destroy. He'll kill your joy. He'll he'll steal your testimony. He'll destroy your relationships with the body of Christ. Our eyes, our ears, our hearts must be in tune with the voice of Jesus Christ. And nothing can get in the way with hearing his voice. 
There's no other agenda that we have that is more important than keeping the oils of the Spirit safe. I know we've been in shelter in place, but we cannot lose the sweet smells of Christ because we've come complacent, because we've been sheltered in our homes. We can't become complacent. We can't become so sheltered that, our, that we have ourselves so deep and sheltered in ourselves that we can't even feel the pulling of Christ on our hearts anymore. We can't allow ourselves to be so socially distant that we're disconnected from the body and we've become lethargic that we, can't, we only allow the flies of the world to come in and they come in and get into our anointing. We can't allow ourselves become, to become so lethargic and so sluggish in the Holy Spirit that we let the flies come in. See, that's what the enemy does. He, he wants to slow us down because he knows the apostolic church is on the move. He knows that not even a pandemic, not even politics can stop the move of Jesus Christ. The word has gone forth more than the last seven months than they have in years. Men and women have been baptized in the precious name of Jesus Christ and been filled with the Holy Spirit more than in, in the last seven months than they have in years because he cannot stop, the enemy cannot stop the apostolic church. And we're not going to let one fly come into our homes, into our anointment, and steal our victory because we are the church. I said we are the church. We cannot, and you cannot, allow the chaos of life to, to ruin your destiny. I said you cannot let the chaos of life to ruin your destiny. God has something great in store for you. He has something great in store for your home, for your family. There's never been a greater time or hour than now for the fragrances of the Holy Spirit and of the church to be dominating this world and them smelling and overtaking every place we walk and every place we talk. There's never been a time than the sweet-smelling savors of the Holy Spirit to over, be overwhelming and overtaking this world. Have you ever walked into a department store or even into a home where they've had candles or an or something going on. And it has, it's breathtaking. Sister Rance, I know you like candles. My daughter loves candles. I came home a couple days ago and like 50 of them were on top of my sink. Because that's what's under my sink. I think she has one for every day. She likes a new one. So it's every day we light a new candle. But if sometimes you walk into these department stores or these stores, and as soon as you walk in the door, it takes your breath. You can't, to almost, for me, with kind of allergies and things like that, I start choking. It gets in the, the backside of my throat. I'm like, I tell, I tell my wife, you guys go ahead. I'm, I'm going to stand out here. I can't handle that. That's too much. I walk into my house sometimes and, I'm not a pumpkin spice type. If you are, I don't want to. I don't want to jump on your band. I, I don't want to dis, disrupt your world. But that's not me. I don't like the pumpkin spice, so I'm definitely not getting the 
what is it, the PSL? Yeah, I won't be getting that in October. So if you're Starbucks fans, you know what that is, right? So, but my point is, it's time for us, the sweet-smelling favors of Christ, the perfumes and the, the aromas of Christ that's coming through us. Every time I walk into my, to the workplace, oh, there's the sweet, leave us be here. Because the, the, the atmosphere's changed a little bit. The smells have changed a little bit. Conversations changed a little bit because I've walked in the room a little bit. Every time, we, young people, when you go into your schools, I know you're social distancing now and you're learning from home, but whenever you go into the classrooms and whenever you're able to get back in the classrooms, as soon as you step foot on the campus, the sweet-smelling savors of the Holy Spirit that live inside you should be permeating that school. We should be permeating our schools, our workplaces. When we walk into the restaurants, when we walk into the department stores, they should smell the sweet-smelling fragrances of the church, of the Most High. And nothing, nothing should be able to get you distracted and start smelling like them. But it only takes one fly. It only takes one fly. Our children are depending on you. Our spouses are depending on you. Our church family is depending on you. And this world is depending on you. There's never been a better time for the church to be the church and the sweet-smelling savors of the church to be overwhelming to this world. Our homes should be filled with the smells of the Spirit of God. When our children wake up, they should smell the prayers of mom and dad. And feel safe and encouraged. When we, our homes, our families depend on us. Our kids depend, are depending on you, mom and dad. They're depending on you to have your house smelling like the sweet smells of Christ. And we cannot allow one fly to creep in the back door. How many times have you said, shut the back door because you're going to let the flies in? I said that at least five times yesterday. Shut the back door. It might be just a little cricket. You know, we walked out to the back porch drinking my coffee and we had breakfast out on the back porch yesterday. Shut the back door. We don't want fly to get in. They're all around while we're eating breakfast, but we don't want them inside. When I go back inside, I don't want to deal with them. We need to be doing that in the spirit. Shut the back door. We're not leaving a little creek. We're not leaving it just a little bit open. Shut the back door. We're not letting a fly in my house. There's nothing still in my ointment. We're not letting it in. I don't know. I don't care how small you think it is, but shut the back door. We can't afford a fly to get in the house. You can't afford. Our families can't afford. This world can't afford for a fly to get into the church. They can't afford it. We must be mindful of the enemy's schemes. He's like that fly and will take advantage of that one small crack in the door and creep through because we didn't close it all the way. 
As I stated earlier, the enemy only has one agenda, and that's to kill, steal, and destroy. He'll have you questioning if you fit in the church because you've been home alone for so long. And he has you questioning, why hasn't the church called me? Don't they even miss me? Well, I really never felt a part anyway. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. From the pits of hell, he is a liar. You have a place. This is your place. You do fit in. That little question mark leads to doubt. We see it if we go all the way back to Genesis 3 and 3. It says, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch of it, lest ye die. And listen to this. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Sin. All the way back to Adam and Eve came with that one little question mark. Surely you will not die, Pastor, if you eat of the fruit. That's what the enemy will do if we let him creep into the back door. He'll have us questioning. He will have you fearful to go outside of your homes which in turn will have you disconnected from the body of Christ that you find yourself in a place of complacency. And in that place of complacency, you lose your desire in your daily walk with Christ. You lose your faith, your trust and beliefs have turned into doubt, fear, questioning, and complacency. The once sweet smells, strong smells of God start being reduced until they do not smell at all because... It's just a fly. The easy-to-read version in Ecclesiastes 10 and 1, it says, A few dead flies will make even the best perfume stink. It's like when you buy flowers for your wife. Men, hopefully you're still doing that. They deserve it. They put up with us. So if you haven't bought them in, couple days go on the way home stop it albertson's rouse whoever's open and you don't have to buy the whole whole shelf just buy one she'll be happy with just one but it's like when you buy that flowers for them and for a couple days the whole the entire house smells of those sweet flowers those sweet roses they, they just have a particular smell that that, that bouquet, just wow, it's beautiful smell. That that those those flowers, those roses are so delicate, and once they open up, they, that aroma just comes off, and it just c smells the whole house. And especially if you haven't been there all day, and man, as soon as you walk in the door, you're like, wow, your whole countenance changed. Like, man, this smells good. But what happens after? For two or three days, they don't make flowers last like they, because they want you to come back, right? So the flowers can't last a whole week smelling good. So, so about the third or fourth day, Pastor, those, those smells start getting a little fainter. And then over the next couple of days, you're like, man, I don't even smell them. But then after a week, 
they actually start to smell. And then about the, I would say the eighth or ninth day, because the initial shock of me, I would say me bringing home flowers is over. Right, so so it's time to throw them out because the smell is is starting to starting to smell up the kitchen a little bit. But that's what happens to us when the anointing now has become contaminated by the flies of life, and now not only have we lost our smells, but they become weak, and then they become overtaken with the smells of this world. But it's just a fly. I have a saying that I use all the time. I use it at home with my kids. I use it at, I, I've even used it at work that I've, I've had for years. And it's, it's a saying that says, stagnant ponds stink. Stagnant ponds stink. I know it sounds a little country. That's because it is. So it's all right. But stagnant pond stink. It even works in SoCal. I remember, go back years ago, my parents built their home. And in the back of it had this small pond. House was built. And in the back of it was this, I would say, I, wouldn't, I, I call it a small pond, probably large for, for most folks. But it was full of these, what we call water hyphens or water lilies and Probably, probably a little algae. Brother Frank probably had some green algae growing on it. Just be, that, that's basically a Florida pond. It is, you know, it's just in the back of My parents live on some acreage, and it's just back there. Well, my mom gets this great idea. You know how they get great ideas. Hey, I want to put, put a fountain in the middle of that pond. Well... Who's going to do that? Well, you and your brother are going to do that. We're grown men at this. We're grown men. We're neither one of us are at home. So, well, you and your, but mom still says you and your brother are going to do it. So, so we get in this little John boat. And if you don't know what a John boat is, basically it's a it's a piece of an aluminum with sides on it, and that's it. And it's flat on the bottom. So we get in this John boat, and we kind of we have this huge fountain that goes in the middle of this pond okay it needs to go in the middle and if you've ever hung a picture or anything at home it's never right where it's supposed to be the first time so we're trying to hang we're trying to put this fountain in the middle of this algae filled pond and not get in so after, it was probably a few minutes, but it felt like hours, out, me and my brother trying to get this pond in the exact spot. And it just wasn't working. And we're getting tired, we're getting frustrated, and we look at each other and said, we just have to do it. We jump overboard into the nasty pond, put the fountain right exactly where mom wanted it. She gave the thumbs up. And we're like, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you. This, this task is over. How many of you know, sometimes when you're faced with adversity, sometimes when you're faced with things in life that get you a little frustrated, you just got to get jump right overboard and say, hey, I'm going to get right down to the middle of this. I'm going to get right down to the bottom of it. And we're going to get a little ugly in the Lord right now. We're going to get a little nasty in the Lord right now. We're going to get our hands dirty, and we're going to pray, and we're going to claim that this situation is done. Sometimes it takes us. It's not all pretty in suits and bows and ties sometimes. We just have to jump right in the middle of all the stitch and say, hey, I'm placing the spirit of the Lord right here. I'm placing the prayers of God right here. I'm placing the prayers of a mom and a daddy right here. I'm placing them right here until it's all taken care of. The most amazing thing that happened when I was thinking about this message, I was thinking of going back there when that pond started, when that fountain was placed just right and it turned, we got it turning on and those ri that, that pond was flowing. After a few days, all the green algae was gone and it was a clear, beautiful pond. And next thing we know, we got a little fish in there and things started living. That's the same thing that can happen to you, friend. If you let the flies of life in and you feel a little stagnant, all you gotta do is turn on the fountain. That's the fountain of Jesus Christ. Those rivers of living water. And I promise you, the things that aren't looking a little clear right now, and looking a little dirty. You just let those rivers of living water start clearing your life up. They'll start clearing your home. You'll see your kids' behavior start changing. You'll see your spouse start changing. Oh, come on, church. Come on, church. We need the rivers of living water flowing. We need the fountains of Jesus Christ moving and living inside of us. That's what we need today. We need the rivers of living water. We need those fountains being streaming and flowing through us today to clear up all the mess of life and the flies of life inside of us. Friend. We've been masked up for too long. The enemy, he's, he's taken our praise. He's, we've been masked too long that he stifled our joy. And it's time for the church to demask themselves. It's time for the church to demask themselves and say, as Paul said, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. It's time for the church to be demasked. It's time for the church to stand up and say, there will not, I will not let anything get in my way. There will not be what one fly will get into my ointment. Not one fly will get into my anointing. The devil already knows. He's not a winner, and he's not winning your battle. Because we've already gone into the back of the book, and the church is victorious. I'm not going to let any flies in my ointment.
2 Timothy 1, 6 and 9 reads, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou shalt stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor me of his prisoner. But be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Isaiah reads in Isaiah 41 and 17. When the poor and the needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, the Lord will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valley. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. He'll spring a fountain up in the middle of your desert. You may be feeling desolate and deserted and dried up because of one fly. But God is ready to turn his fountain on inside of you this morning. Church, I want you to stand with me this morning. This one thing you have to take from this message today, if you take nothing else. When a fly landed in the oils of the ointment, in the process of the apothecary. They had to throw out the whole batch and start over. That gives you hope today because all they did, they threw out that batch. They cleaned that vessel and then they started with the oil in a fresh vessel. That should give you hope this morning. Whether you're in person or you're watching online, you should have hope with that this morning. Because this morning you have an opportunity if you let the flies of life into your ointment to empty yourself out and say, God, I'm emptying myself. Because somehow, some way. I left a little crack of the back door of life. It opened, and a fly has gotten into my ointment. But I'm cleansing myself this morning. And I'm opening myself up to you to pour a fresh anointing and ointment over inside of me. Because I want to smell like the fragrances of you, God. The worship team's getting ready to sing. But before they do, I want you just to raise your hands, whether you're in person or you're watching online. Empty yourself out this morning. Because I believe in the last five to seven months of this pandemic, we all have let a little fly into the ointment because of what we've been going through. And there's no one, there's no one that doesn't need to empty themselves out this morning. God, we empty ourselves out this morning to you. 
we empty ourselves out, God, because somehow, some way, we let the, a fly of life get into the ointment. But today, we empty these vessels today. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.